Hey, Wonderfuls, welcome to episode 357 of the podcast with my marvelous guest, Jamie Loftus. She is one of the co-hosts of the marvelous Bechtel cast, uh, which I strongly recommend. It's a wonderful podcast that has been around for quite some time now. And I am so pleased to have her up here doing that show and others at SF Sketchfest. So we got a quick second to sit down and, and hang out together. And it was a a highlight of my day. So I hope you enjoy it. If you are listening to this podcast episode pre-Sunday, January 26th, you still have time to come see me and my cohorts in, I almost said cronies plus cohorts, so cornies, my cornies, that makes sense, uh, in our Voyage to the Stars live episode that we will be doing at Swedish American Hall as part of SS Sketchfest closing night. We are doing it at 7.30 and we still have some tickets available. Uh, Kirsten Vangsness from Criminal Minds, Felicia, Felicia Day from Everything on the Internet and more, uh, the wonderful Steve Berg who's in a gajillion things, Colton Dunn who is brilliant on Superstore on NBC, me and our special guest, um, uh, Ify from the group White Women, but he's also a huge gamer and has a presence online. Uh, it's going to be a very, very, very fun show. So if you are listening and you have the chance to come, please do so. If you have the chance to go, but you can't afford the ticket, I would say write me at Janet at JanetVarney.com. I'm, I'm, I, I feel like maybe I could do like some financial aid scholarship free tickets. That's right. I said it. Um, I could probably do a handful of those. So there's that. I don't know that there's going to be any takers, but it felt fun to offer up. All right. Hope everyone's doing great. First of all, I want to say thank you for um, spending some time with the many raccoons on this blanket that I have brought from home. <laughs> it, uh, oh, is this from home? Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. I guess I don't know why I thought it was just here. <laughs> like, <laughs> what a wholesome. As you know, the Buchanan has a series of grandma raccoons Adorable. reading books, babies hugging. Yeah. Um, they have like those motivational chairs. What do those chairs say downstairs? It like walk like there's Oh, this, you're right. It says like it doesn't say you are enough, but that's yeah. like the general energy the general of the chair. And also, but like if I'm thinking of it correctly, it's not like it doesn't look organically part of the chair. It no. looks like someone was like, I gotta staple this. Yeah, thing on it looks like, like there's like a weird like, afterthought if, to it. What if people are sad when they come into yeah. the cannon? <laughs> we have to assume the travelers coming into San Francisco yeah. will be very depressed. <laughs> That's a very good point. I wonder uh, what. Yeah, I want to know the story, but I'm like, you know, the people behind the desk have enough issues. I'm not going to question them about where the chair is coming from That's and why. A good idea. I mean, I could yeah. put it on a list. I would get that question answered lickety split. Right. They would I be like, this feels important to her. <laughs> why is the chair encouraging me? Yeah. Why? Is that? <laughs> yeah. What do you like, think about those? Um, those sort of like, uh, what do we call them? Like not adages, but those sort of, I forget what they're all, they are, it's but like, like a whole like mini industry. Of yeah. Just like, of like, here's this, put up here, here here's this there. I guess I fe- it's fine. It's good. If it helps people. Yeah. If it helps people to have something next to their, your mirror saying you are beautiful and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. every morning. Great. Yeah. I don't know. I can't, I, I don't have, I have, I guess my mom was really into stuff like that, but she liked, she was very like like bless this mess that was like her right her preferred signage yeah yeah what is the the was 
is the was hmm? a was was or is this oh. a was when you were growing up? Oh, just was. when I was growing up. Okay. Yeah. She's, you never know. She brought the bless this mess signs um, <laughs> to where she moved. <laughs> yeah. Bless this mess. I'm fine with anything that rhymes. Mm-hmm. Might as well. Oh, yes. I feel like I was more. This thing is happening to me as I get older where I'm I'm starting to become more like a part of the general public in a way mm-hmm. that I was so resistant to for most of my life <laughs> to where like it didn't matter how clev- a clever like a dish towel was. Mm-hmm. I would be like, I'm not going to ever have something on a dish towel. I'm too good for this. I know. Yeah. I feel like it's just like a, I don't know. But sometimes now, I, the, my point being like, sometimes now every once in a while I'll be like, I mean, that is pretty funny. That's like, I'm not, go- right. I haven't reached to the point where I'm getting it for myself. No. But I'm already I, a step a further than I thought I ever would be, which is like, I, I do, I do kind of appreciate that one. I'm like, I owe, I'm like, I spend so much time being like, I'm not like the other girls. And sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'm exactly like the other girls. Totally. And I, d- yeah, I feel like the purchasing is a line. I don't know that I would invest in something that says it's wine o'clock, for oh example. God. Those are the hardest like, for me that's because tough. I can't relate to those. That's tough. But yeah, that one. Uh, that's a, that's a lot. I'm like, I can't buy it, but I can appreciate yeah. it. I don't I need yeah. to be open. I, cause I used to be, I've like openly disdainful of like Same. my mother and this bless this mess garbage. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I, you know, yeah. she wants the mess blessed. It's not my, <laughs> and the only way to business. get that done is by embroidery. Oh, yeah. You and have or to like, iron go on. to Home Goods yeah. to get your mess blessed. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, does the, so has that, like you, it was for me, that's kind of been a theme for you as yeah. you, like when you were younger and as a teenager, did you have that sort of like, because I sort oh, of yeah. assumed we all did. And then through doing this podcast for seven years or whatever it's been, mm-hmm. um, there are so many people who are like, oh, no. Oh, like I was a great kid like I loved whatever was on the radio and I was a cheerleader like I get all you know that's all I mean, great but that's great for that I didn't have that I had the streak no. that was like I have to make sure I don't do those things for whatever it was I, I was like pretty similar like I just I, I didn't but I but the thing was like I, I did like popular things I just didn't talk about it <laughs> and I didn't like care like I didn't own anything that would indicate like like I had read the Twilight books, but I didn't have anything that would indicate. <laughs> There's no evidence. There was no evidence like that I'd read the that Twilight like, books. If something happens to me, right. my room needs to be clean of all things that I would. I don't want to go down as having loved the Twilight books. Right. That's how I'll be defined. And I gotta scatter my room with like cool stuff. Exactly. Like I need to be at like hot top. Like I really. And it was like I. I tried to fit in with the not like the other people. People. But I didn't, I don't know, it was like, I, I, I did fine, like I had friends, but I really wanted to like fit in with the Hot Topic kids, and I tried, but I'm like, I didn't really know what they were talking about, because I wasn't actually really interested in it, <laughs> I just liked the aesthetic, right, I, right. I was like I, I like, I wanted so badly for the longest time, all I wanted when I was 14 was a Jack Skellington hoodie, sure. because all the cool girls yeah. had Jack Skellington hoodies, and I'd never even seen that movie, but I just like <laughs> wanted it. it. Have you seen it me, now? I've seen it now. Okay. Yeah. It's I I. It's like I we did it I on. To love it. I me and too. And I've only seen it once. I wanted. To, I was like kind of shocked and appalled at how little Sally gets to do. Sally's whole, very. She's uh, yeah. so. We did, but we did that. We did that movie on our, our uh, my podcast, the Bechdel cast, yeah. and so that it doesn't fare well in that 
department. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's the animation is beautiful, but like I, for like a good 10 years, I was just like, I get it. I love Jack Skellington. Yeah. hundred percent makes sense to me. Right. And like, and the juggalos, like I wanted to fit in with the juggalos. Oh, you wanted to fit in with the juggalos. Okay. Yeah. All right. From what I can gather, the juggalos at my school kind of struck a little bit of a chiller tone okay. than some, I don't, I don't know. High school juggalos are kind of chaotic. You don't really know. But these juggalos were mostly in my algebra class. And they were, <laughs> math juggalos. They were good at I math. I love it. They were very nice. And all they did at lunch was play hacky sack in a circle. Okay. And they had juggalo stuff. And okay. as far as <laughs> wait, when you say juggalo stuff, just in case someone has not been around a juggalo, especially an algebra juggalo, yes, and they they've only heard the term. Right. What would, what what stuff would that? What accoutrement would come along with that? Well, again, it's kind of a hot topic game. You yeah. got to have like a triple XL, regardless of what size person you are. Uh, insane clown posse hoodie. You have to have the trip pants, the like wide legged mm. hot topic pants with the chain on the side. Sure, chain on the side, very key. Some loose fishnets for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> just hanging from like, the pants. They actually look like fishnets in this case. Yes. Like it's they're not fishnets aren't pull tight, guys. Juggle fish fishnets good. collect fish in them. <laughs> they could That's get amazing. caught very easily on things. Oh, and then and then like after school, the clown makeup. But during school, you get in trouble for the clown makeup. So got it. Barefaced during the day. Got it. So committing to clown makeup as a teen with like hormones going crazy feels I to know. me like it would have been. I mean, I had trouble even just with my goth makeup that's a lot to <laughs> slather on if like you're gonna get zits uh, were you like a true goth mm-hmm. i guess i don't know what that means I don't either know. that's i uh, mean if you had the makeup i feel like that's that's yeah. pretty deep into goth yeah i mean i've covered on the podcast a lot so i don't want to bore yeah. anyone but in our new burgeoning friendship i want to be able to tell you my truths right. uh, but i i definitely was um I think for 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 my school it was like a jumble of like stoners, punks, emo, mm-hmm. like hot topic skaters. Like oh, there was definitely like skaters. a lot of overflow. I definitely mm-hmm. like nothing was more fun than crushing on a skater who listened to like every Danzig skater, or like yeah, like every skater under five six at my school. I was just fully in love with. Me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was a lot like, of short skaters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're great. I mean, where do where where do they go? Yeah, they're scattered to the winds. Yeah, <laughs> I, they scattered to the winds. <laughs> they really did. Some of them you'll still see, like a grown man just fully s- skating along That's, on on the sidewalk. I can It's kind of. I feel like it's almost kind of like video game culture where it didn't used to be for people of all ages, and then it just. The people who are doing it as teenagers continue doing like, it. Like whatever, I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. Like, oh, the skateboarders it, it yeah, are just 75 years old now. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> God, I can't imagine. I I've, I've never successfully ridden a skateboard. No, I've really I've wanted to. Yeah. Um, I've really thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I think my time has passed. I don't uh-huh. think it's going to happen at this point. <laughs> well, you're tall like me, and I feel mm-hmm. like I really had an awareness from very early on because I was tall quickly. Were you too? Did you like? Yeah. You were immediately the tallest kid in your class above the boys and girls yeah forever i felt I, f- I really felt further away from the ground like mm-hmm. i felt that viscerally it, and it's also especially when you're a kid people are constantly reminding you how yeah. far away you are yeah from the ground and i feel like my my parents were trying to be nice were like you're gonna love that you're so far away from the ground someday <laughs> like they're just but yeah. everyone was just always yeah i there's a picture of me in the fourth grade that I'm like taller than everyone, but I'm standing next to the guy I would eventually lose my virginity to. And he's just a full foot below me. He's so, yeah. 
What a uh, cherished moment. What a cherished so moment. What a cherished moment. Yeah, I feel like I learned how to slouch real yes. early. I still feel like I haven't fully resolved that. Yeah. I catch myself doing it sometimes still. Or yeah. I'll like see a picture of me on stage and be like, well, are, are we still doing that? Can we yeah. stop? <laughs> like, no. It really gets ingrained yeah. early. All of those weird like habits and you sort of understand culturally like, oh, that's still a that's still a thing. Yeah. And also, I mean, it's still a thing across the board where, especially for heterosexual women, heterosexual men, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I feel like what if, if I'm posing in a photograph with like a guy friend of mine who's shorter than me, like, yeah, I, I'm at the point now where I don't really care. Right. But I feel like I want to kind of I want like we're going to be the same height. I'm going to lean hard on this mm-hmm. wall. And I also want I'm like I, I at the, I'm like at this point, I'm like, it's just it is what it is. I'm tall. Uh, but yeah, like when there's a, a hetero guy generally who's shorter than me, I'm just like, is he okay? Like you, cause you never know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to take care of his feelings. Now. Generally, generally they're, they're fine. They're great. Yeah. yeah. But then every, but I just catch myself being like, oh, should I be accommodating this thing, this problem that I don't that even may know not exist? Exists? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Where, where did you grow up? Where did you go to high school? Uh, I went to high school and I grew up in Brockton, Massachusetts. Okay. Where's Brockton? Brockton's like along the southern coast of Massachusetts near Rhode Island. Okay. It's the region of Massachusetts that is, um, I think it's it's like generally it's not, I mean, it's definitely not Ben Affleck Boston, like which doesn't exist actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and so it's, it's like um, lower middle class to uh, like poverty region. It's more diverse than almost anywhere in Massachusetts. Which, which is saying, that is, is saying something, right? Yeah, or, everyone yeah. thinks of it as, which which a large portion of it is like, all white um you know ang- anger um but there is an area that's very d- diverse and lovely and so yeah that's where i grew up and so was it uh, is brockton a small city is it sort of a town that other te- like did you go kind of feed into a one big high school or? yeah it's it's a it's a city technically i think it was like i don't know how, what the person line is but there was like over a hundred thousand people in the city there's one huge high school that five thousand kids went to Whoa. It was huge. It was like this huge public high school, and you would wow. get like sorted into houses because there's so many kids. So it's like, I'm listening, right? Was perking up, it like, was like oh, Slytherin. So there's four houses, and <laughs> and we were like Harry Potter was out. We were thrilled uh-huh. that this <laughs> happened. So everyone's trying to read into it was random assortment, but like were everyone, there names though for the houses? They were just colors, so it okay. was all right. Uh, you can work with that, yeah. And and they were the Harry Potter colors. You had red building, yellow building, green oh. building, and for some reason, Azure building, not blue. Whoa! I liked it. I what was an Azure. I knew you would be. I, I'm a real Azure. Azure. Yeah. yeah, which that I feels think... already like I guess they must know we're more sophisticated, right? I'm Our like, palettes are more sophisticated. We're yeah, we're using a word that no one uses. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was wow. What is cool. that about? I know. Like what was it? Was there speculation at the time that was like, I guess they don't want to use blue because it was just like that for. I mean, that schools existed. My parents went there too, and they all they also had read into the color building they had been put in. Where my mom was like, "You got to be in the red building. That's where all the popular people are." And I was like, (laughs) "No, totally (laughs) arbitrary." But isn't that fascinating? Like the idea that we want to give significant. We're such a labeling species. Like. We want to give significance to everything. There's a million different ways you can sort of 
find a way to desi- to define yourself and then that idea that like I once you're to grouped together it. you tend to sort of create this mythos about right. what that means I guess I think that Azure, I mean, it was like the reputation of Azure was just like, it's kind of quiet, nothing really. But then there was also like people, I forget who it was. It was one of the teachers who was like really making an effort, you know, like I think she was still in grad school and was like writing a paper about the color psychology of the cafeterias because the cafeterias were painted bright whatever color you were in okay and so she so was there really to, were like there were four cafeterias there four, were four okay four libraries uh whoa four, it was really big and so whoa i can't <laughs> believe that i didn't think it would go as far as like you were basically going to separate schools but then you would have class like i would have like math in the red building and like english in the green building and like homeroom and math and library stuff in the azure but like you would wow. be running around all day yeah. across all these like a college campus kind of Kind of, yeah, except they like just designed it so that you couldn't go outside, uh, mm-hmm. which was alarming, but fine. Uh, <laughs> but there was some teacher who like wrote about the color psychology of like, how does it affect kids? Because in the Azure building, in the cafeteria, there would never be fights at right. lunch. It was very, mm-hmm. but in the yellow building, there would be a ton of fights at lunch. Wow. And I think, and, and through the years, through the years. Yeah. Wow. She studied it over a period of like, How I think a couple that? school years. Yeah. And, and the yellow cat, I mean, I was glad I wasn't because it was really bright and like, uh, and yeah, I know. And Same I with guess, red. Like whenever I, yeah. I sort of understand, I feel like that's very common in San Francisco. Like if I'm walking to somewhere, I'm like, I'm going to go through Pacific Heights and see all the richy rich stuff. And then like <laughs> you see it, it's the evening and they have their lights on. Like there's a preponderance of like blood red dining rooms. Wow. Which I guess is like a holdover from like the 1200. I mean, I, I don't know. even know. Like, oh, that's so, but it's sinister. so weird. Yeah. yeah. It's really like. I don't, what am I missing here? <laughs> like, are they? Does it? Is it soothing once you're in there eating? I don't think so. If you so. grew up in a scary red room, yeah. there was, but yeah, there was so like the red cafeteria. Mm, no, thank you. Red, red and yellow. There were higher yeah uh, fight rates. Just specifically in the cafeteria. Yeah, it was so weird. Would people get switched? Would it be like I got sent over to blue the blue building? I don't think so. It was like what it did make it difficult to do was to like try to have lunch with your crush because if they were in a different building than you you would just never get to see them at lunch which was which sucked yeah god that is i've never heard of this have you ever come across anyone else who was like oh yeah i'm from milwaukee we also had a four house (laughs) five thousand person school no it's like it's just weird like very low rent public school hogwarts i guess hogwarts was a public school was it i guess no one was paying right That's a good question i guess you're right yeah, yeah no one was tuition paying. you got in it was from, a public through school. merit right so. well that wasn't brockton high school steel <laughs> <laughs> you were just kind of there <laughs> but it was yeah it was just kind of like low rent uh massachusetts hogwarts yeah it was did fun. you have friends that you were in middle school with that you were like oh like Harry and Hermione yeah like oh god I hope we get in both in whatever the color is yeah and then you didn't and then we didn't yeah I didn't and have you had any mortal enemies in Azure like it was my first day of high school was so scary because I yeah I had uh two older cousins and I was like oh maybe I'll be in the same but they were in red and yellow so I couldn't sit Losers. with them yeah absolute angry <laughs> always in fights <laughs> And then all, most of my junior high friends were in red or green and no one I knew was in Azure. And so I was like sitting alone on the first day of high school and it was so awful. 
And then somewhat my mom's friend's daughter recognized me because I also like wore a back brace in high school. So it was like really not a thrilling portrait. Sure. I was just reading. Outside of clothes, inside of clothes. Like how obvious was it to everybody? Inside of clothes and yet so obvious (laughs) because I had like really skinny legs and then just like a very gigantic square torso. (laughs) Like I was not fooling anybody. Listen, (laughs) today's cocoon dresses (laughs) would have been so chic for you. Uh, so Billie scandy. Eilish was around when I was in high yeah. school. I would have had so many more friends. Yeah. But this was during like Hollister, like XXS t-shirt. Like there was no current fashion that and like low rider the, jeans. The juggalos. The, ju- the juggalos. That's thing, why you were attracted to them because you could wear a giant t-shirt. Part of the reason I didn't even end up making it into the juggalos was because I, because of my back brace, couldn't play hacky sack. And so that was an, it, it was just in the way of a breaker. lot of things. Everyone but, knows that's a deal breaker. <laughs> I know. But there was this really nice girl who knew my mom's friend who recognized me and invited me to sit at her table. And we're still friends. Oh, good. She's so great. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. What I, I, You know what I do feel is an absence of uh, any discussion about the greenhouse. So can is there anything give me did they were they did they all love plants greenhouse were were, were, they were just greenhouse they were like i feel like they were they're like if if red people in red were cool people in green were kind of cool but nice Mm -hmm. like they were like the nice like a lot of band kids were in green which i was also but they were like upper crust band kids but you were there but there was one band one band okay. 200 kids okay. <laughs> everything was just gigantic yeah this is like a 200 person wow. concert band and like this my i i think he's still there but like that we had uh uh and a, a very i think like maybe a more stereotypically massachusetts guy where he was like first generation american his parents were italian and he was really mean to us okay. and like <laughs> he had a lot of massachusetts uh, like traditional energy uh-huh. and so, but yeah, yeah. So the, a lot of like the nicer dorks would be in green, but like the cool dorks, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Like je- not, they they weren't wearing back braces. They <laughs> were also, they were like in the band, but maybe also on a sports team. Mm, gotcha, that gotcha, kind gotcha, of vibe. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, what instrument did you play? I played, this has never shocked anybody. Uh, I played the oboe. <laughs> 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 no one has ever been like, no way. <laughs> you shocked it's really i'm waiting for someone to be like what yeah (laughs) but it just really makes total sense okay what is there was there um, and i'm not even talking about the mechanics of the playing of this instrument but was there an instrument you would rather have people thought you played and if so what i want people to think of a flute girl of course (laughs) i like I've been the trying the or the ballerinas uh, or the band. I know, and I, and I did ballet too, but they were just like I. It just there was no. Again, it was like in fourth grade. Like we got the good thing about Brockton is that we were from like uh like our public schools were always pretty well funded because we were like low income families, mm-hmm. and so we had like pretty good music programs. And so in fourth grade, you'd kind of just be like your parents would have to give them like 75 bucks or something. And then you could play in the band all year. Mm. And, but they would sort of just throw you something that they were like, this makes sense for you. We found an old Lobo uh, yeah. sitting in the corner <laughs> collecting dust. So I guess that's what you're getting. My mom was, my, and my mom was also like, no one plays the oboe. You'll get a college scholarship. Like that was like oh, very early. Wow. She's like, you got you. And I didn't, uh-huh. I didn't, <laughs> didn't get a scholarship. Just played the oboe for nine years <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> 
Is there any part of you that's like, I'm, I'd like to get that out and just oh, yes. yodel a little bit? Yes, of course. I wish I wish I could. I still have my high school oboe that I like. Yeah, like we managed to pay for it at some point uh-huh. in the course of nine years. So I still have it. And I always want to get new reads for it. It's kind of busted. I don't know. I'm like, that would be the next time... You know, it's like the next time I'm in like a bad place, I will probably pay someone to fix the oboe yeah. <laughs> and try to pick it up again. But that'll be my just... self-care gift to myself. I'm yeah. like, there. anytime that you're like, oh, I'm in a rut, let me just choose a project and then channel all my energy into it. And it can't mean anything, you know? <laughs> like... Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. decades ago commander data sacrificed his life the greatest discovery is also about star trek picard jesse thorne won't let us stay on the network unless we do all the star trek series and so here we are doing a show about maybe our favorite star trek character of all time if you're excited to watch the new star trek picard series and you'd like some veteran star trek podcasters to watch it along with we're your guys Sorry you're stuck with us. What the hell are you doing out here, Picard? Saving the galaxy? So subscribe to The Greatest Discovery. You can find it anywhere you find podcasts. Or at MaximumFun.org. I gotta ask this as a person who has only ever played guitar and never had the good fortune of being in. Yeah, but like, I, yeah, I just, I never had the experience of, I really love like singing in harmony and I and and if I do the next time I'm feeling bad I'm uh-huh. gonna be like I need to make time to join like a public chorus yes or something yes. because I love that feeling I far prefer like singing in harmony than just being by my I, like I don't need to be the person that's like and here's my solo right I love being a part of like a music machine it's very moving to me yeah my biggest oh, challenge so is nice. like I think I'm gonna start crying every time I'm part of like <sighs> any kind of like a choir thing or something that's so because nice. I really am like there's something so magical about it to me mm-hmm. but I, and so I never other than playing like a kind of you know rock band or whatever which is very different right. to me like orchestra and band the idea mm-hmm. that everybody like practices and like everyone's part is important mm-hmm. and all that is very appealing to me but like like when it breaks down, I'm like, do I know the difference between? I mean, I guess a bassoon is low, yeah. Uh, the clarinet, but what's the difference between a clarinet and oboe? Is oboe lower than a clarinet? Uh, like, oboe, what, who would, what would those parts sound like? So, clarinet, no need to sing. clarinet is like, okay, I always, I still think of band as a social hierarchy, so please forget what I'm saying. No, it's fascinating but and wonderful. Like, flute girls, uh, are the coolest, right? And, 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 and flute, uh, flute people of all genders uh-huh. are the coolest right because okay. they sit right up front <laughs> okay. and they're because <laughs> they sit in front <laughs> and then behind and then like to the side are the clarinets and they are they're so oboe players will say it's easier to play them because they're either no read or single read mm, okay and then oboes are double read so you have to like push the air way harder mm-hmm. and it you get this duck like sound that right. is the opposite of a flute girl. Right. Um okay. so yeah, it's just like more air and then a bassoon a bassoon is like the big sibling of an oboe. It's just right. like a lower oboe. Clarinets and bass clarinets are kind of their own thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's Is the, the oboe the more like 
you know, like, for example, if a flute is like, I mean, you know, that one song that people do where they're like, the violin singing, is like the oboe sort of the more like, da, 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 versus like, yeah, like it feels more like you're you're part of it, but you're, it's more plodding than the people who are like, ooh, look at my fancy mouth work. It's generally, it's like somewhere in the middle of like, oboes will get solos, Mm -hmm. but it's like, not in the fun songs, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm, it's a little mm-hmm. serious in the Peter and the Wolf, like, yeah, thing where you learn it's also oh, it's, the, it's, it's the, the duck. duck, it's so cute, it's cute, it's the cute, duck. it's just like it truly is just like Weird Girl Central that plays the oboes. It was like me and three other just were just like, well, here we are, you know, <laughs> really is fascinating, isn't yeah. it? That you can even. Like it's, you can parse out even just like, okay, you have your houses of, you know, <laughs> you have the color houses in the high school. Then in the band, there's this other hierarchy that's like feels like it has to do with your actual character as a human being. It like, feels like a play. reflection. I, I don't know. And then, yeah, the way we were seated, I don't know. If, I think it's like sort of orchestra style. I've just trusted Mr. Macrina to <laughs> he was so mean. I'm like, he has to have been good at his job. And he's shouting at 200 people at a time, I guess. 200 Maybe he people. got meaner when he had to do that. I guess he was really he was like a well regarded mean guy. Um, but he sat the oboes like right between the alto saxes and the flutes. So you're just like bet- like sandwiched between the two coolest sections and everyone's just like ugh. <laughs> so people still so in the band a sax is still cool because like sax Pretty has sort cool. of gone in and out of you know contemporary <laughs> it's been the butt of a lot of jokes at certain points in, in history uh they, in the last like 30 years they at least thought they were cool yeah. i don't know they carried themselves as if they were cool so i generally was willing to go with it my first boyfriend ever played the sax mm-hmm. and i was like i thought he was i thought he was doing me such a favor <laughs> by like dating an oboe player so oh, no. i know it's really sad was he shorter than you no he wasn't okay he was a teenager who looked exactly like peter griffin from family guy um <laughs> which is something that he dressed up as peter griffin every year say was for sure not that he looked like him. <laughs> It was okay. like, and yet he was doing you a favor. Great, 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 great. He great. was doing cool, me a cool, favor. Cool. I was so thrilled. He was, oh, he was a senior. Cool. I was a sophomore. He looked like Peter Griffin. Uh-huh. I was, I was wearing a back brace, <laughs> and we're just like, this is gonna be great. How long <laughs> did you guys? <laughs> um, we dated until like. 45 seconds after he got to college and then oh, I got, he I was got like um i live in hartford now i don't have time mm, for you yeah yeah devastating did you was that a concern of yours like did you kind of mm. were you sort of looking at his graduation date as like a looming possibility of like yeah. anxious like what yeah i sort of like i don't know i feel like everyone in my life prepared me to like be dumped by peter griffin and i was just like <laughs> really not one I was like no we have this so special and he will like but he was going to also he was going to college for saxophone he loved saxophone so much and then when he broke up with me he broke up with me for saxophone he was just like I can't drive back to Brockton on weekends I need to be practicing my saxophone and I like caught up with him years later I like saw him in Brockton just like around the holidays or something and it had been lot like it had been like six or seven years and I was just like is that because I for so long I'm like he said he broke up with me for saxophone but it had to have been right for like 
a girl or just like or not like you wanted to be free or whatever it was yeah and he was like no that really was the real oh. I was like oh my god you have no reason to lie to me anymore yeah, that's yeah and That's kind of adorable. It worked out for him. He is a saxophone professor now. So he yeah, he so made the he right call. he easily fulfilled <laughs> your mom's dream for you with the oboe. I know. Like, he was the one who took it all the way. It came up a lot, yeah. Saxoph- <laughs> a saxophone professor. A also, saxophone please tell me he has a business card that says Peter Griffin. I recognize that. Peter- That's not his real name. <laughs> Peter Griffin, turn it over. Saxophone professor. saxophone professor. That's all the information you need. Yeah, he's a saxophone professor in Connecticut. Like, he's killing it. And he stayed in He stayed in Connecticut. He stayed in Connecticut. That was it. He moved to he's Connecticut. He's getting married he to someone. In my head, it's a flautist. I have no idea. Sure. If truly, like, how it would be... Just a little part of me would hurt if it was like any ended up with a flute girl. I'm like, <laughs> well, that's great, isn't it? <laughs> but he know. was not the one in the picture who was shorter than you, who you eventually lost your virginity. No, I, I wanted to lose my virginity to the saxophone guy, but yeah. I ju- but it just didn't happen. He's like, I had to lose my virginity to my saxophone. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, that's my commitment. I'm saving myself. <laughs> for my alto sax <laughs> he was so into the saxophone he was really good at it i was yeah. I, oh my god i was so i loved him so much i'm well, like would you wow. like you wouldn't like go over to his house and he'd be like i wrote this for you he, was, he called me on my 16th birthday when we had like just started dating and like played me happy birthday on the baritone sax over the phone and i was like i was like losing my mind <laughs> oh my god i love this there's, there's nothing better than like serenading stories from uh, teens where you're like i mean looking back meant, maybe i could see how it would be a little silly but it, oh my, it meant and it was he was the same age as my older cousin who thought he was a total loser and he's like sure. jamie why i was like he's older he's oh. cool and she's like oh gross like she was thoroughly um, grossed out by and was she one of the cool? She was in blue. She was a flute girl. Was she blue? House? She no. She was red. She was red, so she was cool. Angry. And what she was an a flute girl, so woman. she was cool. <laughs> okay, all right. She mm-hmm. was double cool, and she was just like, "What are you doing? This is a you know, this is a scourge on our family." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be meaner to me because you're going out with Peter. Griffin. I know. Yeah. But... So do you, so do you mind talking about? I'm just saying you have to talk about the actual experience, but like who was the person who came back into your life or continued oh, yeah. to be in your life? He's just from always your picture. There, we're still really good friends. I Great. used to do a solo show about it that I wish I could do more, but I, so I used to do a show a couple of years ago called I Lost My Virginity on August 15th, 2010. <laughs> it was like the name of the show. And I it would just be like me reenacting what had happened seven different times. And I would Skype in the guy I'd lost my virginity oh, to because wow. we're like, we haven't been together yeah. for years, but he's, we're still really good friends. That's great. And, and he's in the Navy. So he's usually just like hanging out. I don't know what they do. <laughs> he's like on a naval base. Usually he's got like free time in the early evening. <laughs> I was like, Steven, Skype in. It'll be fun. And he did it like, 20 times with me but that's great yeah so he was i went to looking back now it's silly that i was like you don't have to talk about this personal experience that i now know you <laughs> like i truly one person show on. tore, tore talking about <laughs> but it was yeah I, I met him in fourth grade and we went to fourth fifth and sixth grade together and then we went to high school together he was in the band and then we were had a lot of classes together because we were the same age and then i don't really know like what it what we were never it's weird because all those pictures of us together when we were kids we weren't like good friends Hmm. we just knew each other and i think it was still like that's funny 
Yeah, I don't know. I had a lot of like, I, I had a lot of friends who were boys growing up, but just Stephen was very quiet mm-hmm. and he was like on the wrestling team. Like there was no yeah. overlap. But then we had, um, we had, I think a history class together. And I just like, I don't like you slowly when you're a teenager, realize someone has a crush on you. And then you're just like, Oh, and then you're like, wait a second. That person's really cute. Wait, yeah. like, I've known that person for 500 years. Oh, that's yeah. so weird. And he like tapped on my shoulder and gave me this like really gross old, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe not. What I was. <laughs> he gave me like, uh, he gave me like a be- a book of Beavis and Butthead comics that it cl- that was like, it was kept in his family's bathroom generally. Like it was yeah. a bathroom book, but he's like, Jamie, I think this is funny. And I was like, okay. And then we dated for like five years. But- you did for five years? I did for a really long time. Oh, my God. Four? I did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah. um, it is interesting when you know someone mm-hmm. that long. Because I think so often, you. The, I mean, maybe, or maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like you would assume that so often, once you fall into a friend category when you're kids, yeah. you sort of just stay in that place. And it's, it's sometimes it's different to, to kind of like rub your eyes and be like, wait a minute. Hmm. Yeah. Let me step outside of that. I wonder if it was like because we were never like good friends and we just knew each other, it was easier to make that jump. I don't really know. Yeah, because I feel like when you're like friends as a kid, you're I had like a friend when I was really young that I'm like, oh, like it was just never it just was never going to happen. It was it would have been too weird. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm like, maybe if I met him when I was like older, like in high school, but it was just like we ate like ants you can't <laughs> that's a line it's a boundary that's the line it's you figured kiss. it out it's eating ants we already ate ants we can't kiss that's the Sorry. rules um what because somehow that activates the ants that are still living inside your stomach and they <laughs> create some sort of an acid that burns your face off i'm just like you've seen too much yeah you've seen too much do you have siblings i have a brother okay yeah. and how is he older younger younger he's okay. uh he's four years younger than me okay yeah so that's enough of a span that was he like your annoying little brother or was he like, he's all right. He was, we like fought, but it was like, he was just, I feel like if we were closer in age, we probably would have fought more, but we just did never had enough in common to get truly mad. Yeah. Other than just like stuff at the house. Like we got, we were, we got in fights more once like he got into middle school and I was getting out of high school. And then when I came home for summers during college, we would get into huge fights because mm. he had like, I don't, I felt, I felt bad because my parents were like divorcing or sort of, they did that. Like this happens all the time mm. in Brockton where like they wanted a divorce, but they couldn't afford a divorce. So they just lived in separate places and they still <clears> file <throat> their taxes together to right. this day. Right. Um, but they were living separately and that was happening just as I was finishing school. So I wasn't really super affected by it. Yeah. But then my brother like was, you know, 12 or 13 and he was. And so he felt kind of, I think like I had like bailed on him. And so when I came back, he was, really going through puberty and that was tough because he had sort of like taken over our house also our house didn't have bedroom doors which is a major oh, issue no when my brother was going through puberty yeah. and just, it was we would get into horrible fights when i would come home from college because he was just like i mean i didn't know I just didn't. I just didn't know what to do. I was just like, "Oh my god, you're like, there's just like come everywhere, oh and god. you're so mad, and like, oh and he was just like, which of course he was like fourteen. No doors. I no doors. Did you hang like a tapestry over your? Yeah, like, my my beans. aunt 
we had beads. We did. We tried it all. <laughs> Which, by the way, that's loud. They're really so no loud. No one wants to like. If you and can't you can sleep in the middle them. of the night, yeah, you can see through them to be like clackety clackety clack. I'm getting some water. Clackety clack. Like that doesn't feel so, like it's a good solution. I tried beads at one point. My aunt made me a curtain mm-hmm. once, and then like put it. So I had a curtain for a while. I don't know. Like we would try, but my brothers in my bedroom, it was originally one reasonably sized bedroom that the previous owners of the house had put up a wall in between to make it two small bedrooms but then that just like messed up the doorway so no one could have a door okay and so it's just like yeah because i was gonna say like i i I understand that it was lower income but like at at some point maybe someone invests in a door but if you literally cannot it was just impossible door yeah yeah my parents i don't know what was why they didn't have a door they should have like (laughs) they're like just no one it was a no door house no door house and so there would just be like i mean i'm sure there were just like days where my brother and i were just like furiously masturbating on (laughs) different sides of the same wall like it's it was just gross it was gross (laughs) but we have a great relationship now he's he's he does stand up in boston yeah in where in boston oh great okay yeah so you're still across the country from each other so when you work each other into your each other's routines it's not like you have to listen to him talk about you furiously masturbating exactly and he and it's like a mutual agreement that we can both talk about each other Mm -hmm. and he's great he's like he's like the coolest uh he's like you know we're friends now we talk every day that's great. God, I'm blown away by the no doors. But also, I like, know. <laughs> but there's a, even though you, even when you're younger, I've talked about this a lot, but like, even when you're younger and you can totally identify that whatever your situation is is different than your friends, mm-hmm. it's still normal to you. Like, it, yeah. it never has time to be, you know, like the things I think about my family, like, and by the way, you blew my mind a minute ago when you said that your parents still filed taxes together because my parents were separated for years before they got divorced. Really? And it never occurred to me that they were still linked in like they very major to. ways. It's so weird. Because they weren't officially divorced. Right. They just still oh have my God. to. It's bizarre. I mean, like, fortunately, my parents, it was a very like, am- it wasn't an ugly divorce. Yeah. And they're Mine really too. good friends. Yeah. So I felt, but I'm just like, they still meet up in March yeah. to, to do that yeah. every year. I'm sure that was happening. Yeah. I wasn't thinking, I mean, I just had no sense of, like sure. taxes was the biggest, most nebulous, like boring, nothing thing. Still kind I never of thought is. about it. Still You're is. Like, what's going For on? For sure still is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but so like this idea of, you know, going over to your friend's house and being like, well, they get doors. But also, like, you never knew anything different. So in some weird way, it's like, I guess I'm not the kind of person who has a door. It was, I know, we're just not a door family. (laughs) It was was weird. I feel like I didn't really, I don't know. Like, Brockton, there was, like, income, like, disparity where, like, I had some family members that, like, had, they were of the door class, right? And then... (laughs) But then, like, also I had family and friends who, like, were not as fortunate as us. And, like, you know, they li- lived in, you know, like, an apartment in Brockton. And we lived in a house and stuff like that. Um, but I just, like, felt very kind of, like, I feel kind of lucky now. I just didn't really think about it. <clears throat> yeah. And didn't really notice it. And it wasn't other than, like, people who lived on the west side. And that's, that's like, the ritz, as, as ritzy as Brockton gets. And you're yeah. like, okay, good for you, uh-huh. you know? How um, ritzy, like in comparison with, I don't know what, but. I think just like 
solid middle class mm-hmm. and a little bit of upper middle class that are like legacy Brockton families and have mm-hmm. been there since as long as it's existed. Like there's what a few of those. What would the money be coming from? Like, is there, you know what I mean? Like, is it like, um, you know, that's a good not an question. oil town family. There was, I'm trying to think, there was like one family that like they owned a company that sold like textbooks and so they had like a pretty nice house. The textbook fortune. Yeah, they had a textbook fortune. So mm-hmm. like I think that was like the richest family I was aware of. And then there was Brockton for a really long time was home to many shoe factories. So okay. there was a, still a few. The Footjoy uh, estate uh-huh. was, <laughs> was out there somewhere, and that was I like wish pretty that was nice. Their names. It was called yeah. Foot. They uh-huh. still they were the only Brockton shoe company still mm-hmm. in existence, but like. That was kind of nice. And so that would sort of be on the west side, like, Mm -hmm. you know, just like nicer houses. But for the most part, it was like there was a lot of like my dad grew up in a development of like one floor houses that my grandma lived in forever. But it's just like three streets that all look the same Mm -hmm. and like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, But it wasn't until I was in college that I like understood that that was I don't know. I, I just felt lucky that I just didn't get like. Oh, like I was aware that we didn't have a lot of money, but like it didn't really. But also everyone I knew was like that. So like, whatever. Yeah. That's just it sucks. And then but it wasn't until I was like getting into colleges and realizing like, oh, I can't go there. And stuff like that was when I realized it for, you know, 17 years of just like. Yeah, we all have like part-time jobs and we all don't have doors and like it's fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> what was your part-time or you what were your part-time jobs in high school? Uh I I was I was a babysitter for a million years, but then I worked at um I worked at the skating rink for oh, 2 years in stuff. high school. That seems like it would be cool. It was it was I liked That's a cool job. I liked it. My dad was my dad is a local hockey reporter, so he was really excited I was working at the rink because I was like not interested in hockey, but he's like, You're near it though. That's great. <laughs> I was like You're yeah. my daughter after all. <laughs> right. He's like, You're in a cold <laughs> building all the time. This is what a boon. <laughs> so, so he was thrilled about that. And that was a fun job because I worked at the snack bar. Well, it was fun when I worked at the snack bar because then I would just steal food. But then sometimes you'd be in the skate rental shack and that was awful. Cause foot smell. Foot smell. You had to take people's shoes and like hold them hostage yeah. so they didn't steal. It was, that was disgusting. Yeah. But I worked there. And then I also did these summer jobs that were, there was like another, it was like another public program that was meant to keep teens out of the streets. And it was like they, you would get paid $7 an hour just to kind of, they would just make stuff up. They would kind of be like, just stay out of the way and we'll give you seven. But so I was sorted onto this team called the environment team. Mm-hmm. Again, more sorting, more, more random sorting. We mostly worked out of the green cafeteria. Okay. <laughs> we mostly just Googled things about mm-hmm. sustainability. Great. And, but then it was like that, but then there was, it's so weird. It feels so long ago now. And I, now I just realized when I was talking about this, like last year, I'm like, Oh, this was some really deep recession <clears throat> stuff. Mm. Cause this would have been in like 2008, mm-hmm. 2009. Yeah. Um, we would sometimes the environment team would be taken to um, the projects in Brockton and we would have to like go into a house that had been foreclosed on and look at it and be like, how could this place be more sustainable? And it was like the most sinister thing in the entire world. We went to like apartments that people had clearly left very quickly. There was still stuff in there. There was like, 
there was so one, sad. It's it sucked, and like we didn't fully, or I definitely didn't fully recognize what was going on. I'm like, what is like what is going on in this house? Like there's <clears throat> stuff everywhere, yeah. And we just had to be like, the insulation could be greener, oh, that's and so crazy. There was one time where we were like in one of those, and I like. It was just like the windows were all shut. It was really hot. And I passed out and they had to call an ambulance. To oh, come. no. And then they did this thing where they contacted me afterwards. And were basically like, hey, if you don't report the fact that we had to call an ambulance for you, uh, you don't have to come to work anymore and we'll still pay you $7 an hour. <gasps> and I was like, amazing. Oh, wow. And so I just agreed immediately. Yeah. And didn't have to. But like. In retrospect, I'm like, that is the most sinister, yeah. like, wait, there's no way we were supposed to be there. Yeah. But I went back the next summer and did the same job. <laughs> <laughs> what were the other ones? And then I want to get into the mash game with you. But yes. what were the other things you could have been sorted into, if not the environment What group? was, there was more fun ones. There was like ones where you would basically be like helping out at the like public daycare and mm. like playing with kids and doing <clears throat> yeah. arts and crafts and like that was one there was one that was more of like an outdoorsy team where you would basically just be like mowing the lawn at the <laughs> high school okay there was one that there was like a state like a really whatever is under minor league baseball like whatever's under that mm -hmm. we had one of those teams mm. so they're like oh you get to go help out at the stadium so right. environment team was by far the most nebulous <laughs> like we gotta find something for him to do goals on there's a lot of houses that just have a bunch of stuff in and let's go ahead and we went on a field in. trip to the dump like it was so it was the worst team <laughs> it sucked it sucked oh oh it's time for a quick break I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Listen, I'm a hotshot Hollywood movie producer. You have until I finish my glass of kombucha to pitch me your idea. Go. All right. It's called Who Shot Ya, a movie podcast that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. I'm Ify Wadiway, the new host of the show and a certified BBN. BBN? Buff black nerd. I'm Alonzo Duraldi, an elderly gay and legit film critic who wrote a book on Christmas movies. I'm Drea Clark, a loud white lady from Minnesota. Each week, we talk about a new movie in theaters and all the important issues going on in the film industry. It's like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner meets Cruising. And if it helps seal the deal, I can flex my muscles while we record each episode. I'm sorry, this is a podcast? I'm a movie producer. How did you get in here? Iffy, quick, start flexing. Bicep, lats, chest. <laughs> Who shot you? Dropping every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, my God. Okay. I want to get into this MASH game. I'd yes. like to start apropos of this last topic of conversation. Yes. Give me, this is like, we're going to, most of this will be that we're altering your future or we're giving you sort of a, a split, slidey doors future where in this alternate universe, these things mm -hmm. will come true. But sometimes we go backwards as well. Okay, cool. So in this backwards facing MASH category, name three things, I don't care how realistic they are or not, <laughs> that you wish could have been your part-time job during high school. Oh, oh, that's a really good, okay. Um, Hollister model, they call their employees models. <laughs> I wanted to be a Hollister girl so badly. Great. Um, what else? I would have liked to work at the Rocks Stadium. Okay. I think that would that would have been a cool place to be over the summers. And I 
think that I would have wanted to be, I well, I really wanted to be a children's dance teacher. Um, and I was always trying to be like an assistant dance teacher. Um, but then they were just like, no, you're, you know, 14. Hmm. I huff at that. I know. I I really huff. I would have worked for free. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's great. Uh, Next category, let's do three imaginary places where you would like to have a vacation home. Ooh, imaginary places. Do I have to make up names for them? You don't, because it can also be like previously established imaginary places. Like, you know. Oh, like a Hogwarts-y kind of place. Mm -hmm. Where would I want to go? Also, you could make something up if you want. I'm trying to think of where I would want to go. I'd want to go to wherever a series of unfortunate events takes place. That's my favorite book series. I want to live somewhere in there. Um, Where else would I want to go? I guess I'm only thinking of horrible, stupid things. (laughs) Um, I would want to live on the boat from Treasure Planet. (laughs) Surreal, the deepest possible cut. I like that movie a lot. And I would want to live in, I just saw this two days ago. I'd want to live in a, the, the, the trench from 1917. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your willingness to be off the cuff and knowing that you're like, I don't know about these answers, but here they are. I really appreciate that. That's kind of how you have to play this mash game. Right. So. There always has to be a Who so-so knows? option. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, great. Next category, one of my faves, uh, in this alternate universe we're creating, all food is equal. So nothing's mm. going to make you sick. Nothing's bad for the environment. Nothing, nothing. Ooh. So anything you could have, snap of your fingers in perpetuity, zero ramifications. Oh, that's, oh man. There's so many things I would have <laughs> forever. I would have my favorite food as a kid and my favorite food still now sometimes is just a can of corn <laughs> can of corn just can of corn if it wouldn't wreck my body when you just eat a full can of corn <laughs> i would do it no one should do it it will <clears throat> yeah. it's horrifying what happens when you do it is it just like preserved corn or is it like steamed corn like is, does it just, matter what yeah the, just yeah. like um doomsday prepper corn gotcha <laughs> it just like, like sometimes it gets thrown into a fiesta salad for fun like you, you can make you can corn. make it yeah. fun yeah. but you but you can also really not make it fun <laughs> And it exits your body the same way it enters. It's just so gross. Um, I would do that. I would do like fully loaded nachos great. for a million oh, years. Hell yes. Um, and, and I would do Chili's baby bag ribs if they weren't. I'm so angry at how swiftly that jingle just it's, came into my mind. Oh, they, were, I mean, they really did it. I, I, I fully. I mean, I would, like, the song <laughs> is playing. It continues to play. Mm-hmm. In my head, as we're saying these words, it's I'm very, very upset. <laughs> and now it's happening wow. to everybody. It is happening to everybody. Oh, I'm, I'm not to, to blame. I, that was like my report card food. Oh, okay. So what does that, that mean? Be, like, like if I got a good report card, oh, which okay. I usually did. Yeah. Uh, that I'd doesn't surprise g- me. Get, <laughs> I mean, Azure building. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we would go to Chili's. Great. Uh, let's do our romantic times. Uh, it can be Ooh. any character, actor, you know, anybody from any period of time, any age, or just like somebody who is a cartoon like Peter Griffin. Please don't pick of, Peter Griffin. I've already gone through my yeah. Peter Griffin phase. <laughs> I can't look back. My childhood crush and my still crush today, Albert Molina. Um, right. I love that. He's got to be there. He's uh, someone fictional would be um from i used to 
dream that this boy was hiding in my cabinet. Um, da- his name was Darren. Mm-hmm. He is a vampire from the Cirque du Freak series. Oh my! Okay. <laughs> he was just a bad boy vampire. He was my Edward Cullen. I gotcha. Um, Did you feel, by the way, just very quickly about Alfred Molina? Mm-hmm. Was there an was there a pleasure in knowing like it you there weren't a bunch of your peers who were also like dreaming yeah. of him like it was did felt nice. good to pick because I feel like I did that too like I picked people knowingly or not there was <laughs> certainly a celebration afterwards where I was like I guess I got this one for myself You're like, like it was the real odds are pretty good for me odds here. Are <laughs> like you really do. good yeah you feel like you have yeah because I'm like I of course like you have to choose between Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert Grant you have to have the crush that everyone right. has but then you also have a crush that's just for you yes um yeah. I liked that a lot great and then a crush that I had as a kid that I didn't realize um was from a 40 year old movie and that he was dead yeah uh Carl Anderson in Jesus Christ Superstar oh okay. he played Judas okay, great. and he had the best clothes Amazing. <laughs> These are perhaps the deepest cuts <laughs> I've ever uh, experienced. I'm very happy with them. Uh, okay, uh, next category. Gotta do three instruments. Oh, of course. That you could wake up tomorrow and just be a virtuoso on. I still think the oboe. I should have practiced I love it. more. I love the loyalty. I could have done better. Um, French horn. Okay, great. Would be one. And then, and then I guess we gotta go with the flute. Yeah. I would have a completely different life right now if I had played the flute. I would be visiting you at the White House. You would, I would be. <laughs> I'd literally be the president right now. <laughs> so upsetting. <laughs> so upsetting. Whew. Okay. Uh, next category. Let's do. This is a. This is my. This is like definitely a kind of a weird stretch, but Ooh, I feel okay. like I want to pay tribute to your wonderful podcast, which I have yet oh. to do, even though we've continued to talk about it we've for like four it years. Four years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it'll happen, years. guys. It it'll will. happen. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's do three movies okay. that you like, mm-hmm. but that you're that you're like. If I could change this so that it passed the Bechdel test and there were stronger roles for Ooh. women, and like I could see more of the characters, uh-huh. like things that you're like that it's like hard to give up. Do you know what I mean? It's yes. like if I could still like this Michael Jackson song, that's a bad example, but. So, right, you know that's like, sort of thing. I want to be able to, <clears throat> yeah, purely enjoy this, but it's impossible. Um, we last night is a is a good one. We did we did the Social Network. Yes, oh, that's great. a movie that definitely doesn't pass the Bechdel test that I really love. Um, Does he, but but also like it's hard when it's a biography because you're like, did his life pass the Bechdel test? We like don't, his life doesn't no. probably pass the Bechdel I test. I know, but I'm still willing to hold Aaron Sorkin accountable because he annoys me. He's annoying. Um, <laughs> I understand that. Who what, what else is a fun movie that doesn't pass the Bechdel test. I'm just thinking of ones we've sort of done recently. A uh, movie that I really liked as a kid that has no good roles for mm-hmm. women and really no good roles for anyone. <laughs> uh, it was Wild Wild West. Oh. <laughs> that Will Smith Side movie. note, Kevin Klein, big crush of mine. Oh. Not like Alfred Molina for you. Great, great childhood crush. Yeah. He, I, I liked him when he was in Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> Oh, okay. So even just his voice. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. Um, he was like a very early sex symbol because of a fish seeing like my dad showed me a fish called Wanda. And then like right. um, my dad also made me love the Pirates of Penzance movie that he's in <gasps> from like the I've early 80s. I've never seen that. It is. Uh, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't pass the Bechtel test. Oh, for uh, sure not. But yeah, it's he's like very it's like 
wow he's he like i continuously saw his hairy chest mm-hmm. as a child I was like no oh, okay with this You're like yes this is good we yeah. like this cool good wild wild west love it oh i love i still love it holds up <laughs> uh i'm trying to think of ones that i love because there's a lot that don't pass that i just didn't really have an attachment to <clears throat> sure sure as a kid um hmm let's see i guess most rom-coms don't pass the Bechdel test in spite of themselves. Right, right. Um, so I will go with... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm taking so long. Oh, no. No, no, don't worry about I it. I can't think of one. Um, I guess like really any of the Disney princess movies, none of them pass mm-hmm, the Bechdel test because mm-hmm. they're always talking about boys. I'm gonna, But I'm going to go with, with it. I think the... Um, movie that is aged poorest that we've ever covered on sure. which is uh, it, the first Indiana Jones movie oh that seems um, like a good choice because it definitely is like oh it, it like there's so many alarming like he oh it's suggested that he um hooks up with her when she's 12 years old there's there's Ooh. a lot there's I a lot. don't of course it doesn't just not pass the remember Bechdel it, test but, but yeah there's also you're like Oh, this is alarming. Oh, interesting. So that's the yeah. That was a that was a that was God. like usually it's just fun and like I'm like oh, I still <clears> yeah. like this movie but it sucks but that was like oh no. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I haven't seen it in a, l- a long time so like yeah. that I'm like oh really I don't it's oh, all in there. It's because, text. because, well, and I'm sure you talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, and uh, I would refer people not just to the podcast, but they could start with this episode probably if they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. about Indiana Jones. Oh, for sure. um, because what I remember is thinking she was a strong female character. Yeah, right. That's the mm-hmm. you. If you haven't seen it in a while, that's you sort of go like, oh, she was a she was a badass. Like she could right. drink him under the table, and mm-hmm. like, yes, she needed to be rescued, but she was tough as nails and. She could take the adventure. Yeah. Like, know? yeah, George, I, that's, part of that is true. I mean, yeah. like, and especially it's like, if that's the takeaway that you get, that's amazing. Right. Like, that's, uh, George Lucas is really good at that scam, though. Mm. He's really good at being like, you need to be, con- like, you get, I feel like he gives female characters quippy lines that you're like, oh, she's strong and cool, but then she never really gets to do that Yeah, much. yeah. Indiana Sneaky. Jones and the Temple of Doom, I would definitely say i'm sure doesn't pass the test oh, there's no Poor Kate capshaw <laughs> oh my god like i know she i was, was really like, done dirty she's so, she's so annoying in that movie and like no. she's doing her damnedest to have it be a fun screwball comedy <sighs> i really wanted but, oh god. more for her everything there. out of her mouth is just like oh my god oh right. no what's uh, my nails <laughs> like oh no it's bad it's, it's bad. bad it's so disappointing like I don't know. So many men of that generation. Like, have you ever like spoken to your own wife? Like, how <laughs> do you think people behave? What are you talking about? I don't know. But Whew. yeah, that's a brutal. Got always got to look backwards. Yeah, good to look backwards <laughs> to understand everything and going forward. Um, okay, next category. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do. Uh, I feel like I fulfilled the jump into a movie, even though that's not what we're talking about because we sort of <laughs> altered these three movies. But mm-hmm. let's do. Three styles mm-hmm. that this could you can apply it to when you were a teenager and you wish you could have pulled it off like you were talking about uh, or today. But like, let's assume no one ever judges anything and everything is the same level of comfort, which is everything, everything is works. comfortable. Okay. What would you love to just rock out with for a day knowing like everyone Ooh. would think, oh, she's so cool. Not like, why does she have a parasol? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you jumped your parasol. <laughs> you just fully told on yourself. 
I don't even know oh, what I was picturing. So like that could go so many directions. Like geisha. Like yeah. though, but there aren't that many that seem like maybe they're not like tied to something a little dicey. But right, <clears throat> parasol sounds great though. <laughs> that sounds really nice. Um, yeah, I guess that uh, Jane Austen period dress would be among that. Um, teen goth, hundred percent. Um, and then what else did I want? I, hmm, I wanted to be, I guess I would say this is maybe a flavor of goth, but I really wanted to be, <laughs> uh, I wanted to be a scene kid as well. Okay. Scene kids. What does that mean? Yeah. They were a variant of goth. They, but they liked Lady Gaga. So they were also kind of, they liked more popular things, but it was like, generally, um, you would dye your hair a crazy color mm-hmm. and you would get gauges oh really, wow really, really big. i do not recommend that but your clothes were tighter than the goths mm-hmm. and you listened to top 40 music interesting that was the closest i got to like i can't yeah it's I a good marriage my, yeah my prom date was a goth or, or <clears throat> what was not was a scene kid and he was like meticulously matched dyeing his hair to the color of my dress and he was just that's fabulous champion yeah by the way for those of you who have gauges I'm not saying you're wrong to. I'm saying I personally cannot recommend it because that's a lot of maintenance. It's so much. And then you've made the commitment and then you continue to like that's a that's a lifelong commitment. That same man who I'm I'm still friends with to this day recently finally had like small like had his gauges tied up. Like Mm. there's an official procedure for recovering scene kids where you can like have your lobes taken back in. Tied up it's really makes thing. it sound like they make a cute flesh bow out of them, <laughs> and I want that. Like it's like getting your tubes tied. Well, not. But it's like I saw flat. his. I saw his ear. I, I went home a couple months ago to do a show, and I, he came, and I was like, "Your earlobes, they're where they started." Yeah. And he's like, "I know." <laughs> wow, I know. What a journey. I know. What a journey. Uh, okay, let's do final category. Um, <laughs> I'm not going down the gauge road. I was like three alterations that could be temporary for a day, and I was like, I don't. Re- we don't need to go down that road. Like, I you would have big boobs for a day. Like, I'm not. There's no great. like alteration that really doesn't start to seem like. Well, why would you want to do that, mm. even for a day? Um, okay, final category. Mm-hmm. Let's do. See now, I'm the one. I want to get. I always feel the pressure to be like this. What am I missing? There. What category am I missing? That We've got it all. Jamie really. secretly is going to be like, I cannot believe she didn't ask me uh, the best this? question of mash <laughs> of all time. I'm so, I'm a very judgy mash player. So Good heavens, this is a lot of pressure. Where? What about what about alternate universe careers? Okay. Like, ooh, yes. Okay, so um, big fancy journalist would be number one always wanted to be big fancy journalist girl right um what else would i have done oh um ballet teacher something i wanted to do and almost did but then my ballet teacher from high school was like you'll make two dollars i was like oh okay Mm. um and i think think uh my my mom's a, a second grade teacher and that was something i thought about too great okay uh i'm gonna do my doodle okay so tell me when to stop okay stop okay cool. i'm gonna pause this mm-hmm. to the listener it will seem as if no time has passed <laughs> i will come back with your 100 percent guaranteed fictional mass future i love it okay jamie 
I've got some results oh, from so. your mash. I feel pretty good about the results. Okay. But there are some band-aids I need to rip off right away. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to have to rip, well, this isn't really a band-aid because it only makes sense, which is that if you are going to have a vacation home in one of these places, mm-hmm. uh, don't try to tell me that a mansion, apartment, or house works in the 1917 trench. It is a shack. No, it's a shack in the trench. How wouldn't it be? I mean, how That's could it not be? That's what you got. But it makes sense. That's the best you can hope for in the trench. It's the best you can hope it's for. not the mud. That's right. There you go. So you've got your shack in the trench. All right. Uh, you, um, and then the other Band-Aid, which I don't feel is a Band-Aid, so you probably won't feel that way either, Okay. is uh, you continue to not play the flute. Oh, okay. But I want to congratulate you on my personal choice, the French horn. <gasps> oh, that's, that's a beautiful exciting. instrument. It's good looking. It's regal. It's It can be regal, but it can still have like a sort of mournfulness to it, which mm-hmm. I love. I like um, it. So I'm very happy about the French horn. I'm, I'm thrilled about it. I feel this. you'll be soothing many a soldier's heart. Oh, in the trench. As you play, as I play the beautiful <laughs> French horn. In the shack in the trench. Oh, nice. Uh, that's a nice picture. Um, yeah. Uh, I want you to know also that you, uh, in the trench and elsewhere, okay, <laughs> whenever you so desire, uh-huh. endless cans of corn. Oh, um, this is all fitting the exact trench lifestyle. This is good. Yeah, hashtag trench life. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so I got my corn in the trench. Uh, <laughs> my corn and my horn in the trench. You, absolutely. Now, in terms of style, uh-huh. uh <laughs> And I want to I want to uh, congratulate you on your ability to sport a Jane Austen dress oh, like nobody's business. Cool. cool. Um, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I will say mm-hmm. about Jane Austen era dresses that they seem way more comfortable than like some of the dresses right before those dresses. Like, yes. the, you know what I mean? Like the bodices are a lot less tight you and like they're more flowing. And yeah, there's not a whole lot of lacing into stuff. I it's could more live in just a trench, like, less hoops. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they're definitely I mean, these even these. You know what? If you hitch up your uh, underclothes into your knickers, that feels like it's right out <laughs> right of a Jane Austen novel, one. anyway. So, uh, so you've got that. Okay. Um, but also, you enjoyed your time as a Hollister model when you were in <laughs> high school. <laughs> yes. So you got a t- little taste of that. Finally. Nothing wrong with that. Um, you, uh, I want to congratulate you, and I think we all thank you mm-hmm. for rectifying the misdeeds of Indiana Jones. Oh wow. Huge. And Bridges of the Lost Ark. Uh, that I appreciate that because mm-hmm. it is a disappointment to mm-hmm. uh, to learn those things. Um, I want to, <laughs> I want to reassure you. This makes sense too because, like, at best in a shack, you might have a cabinet, mm-hmm. and oh. that is where Darren from oh, Cirque du Freak lives. <laughs> my boyfriend Darren. <laughs> it would be good to have. He can live in a small space. It's he, been it's been shown. It's his it's his whole thing. He loves small dark spaces. Of course he's yeah. living with me in the trench. Yeah. Oh, I I'm love that. Sure he loves canned corn. <laughs> uh, and then finally um through all of this, and I think this makes sense because there is a, a sense, as you said, like there can be some ostentatiousness to it. There can be some like, you know, held in high regard uh, of this, mm-hmm. but also to become this mm-hmm. big fancy journalist. 
Oh. You know that you've been in the trenches. Yes. Literally and figuratively. Okay. So I'm So there's, you know how to be humble, but you've also advanced your career in the exposition. Kind of doing a gonzo thing. Right? Okay. So that (laughs) is the sort of like, it all sort of ties together Uh uh, in ways that I wouldn't have expected given the the answers you gave. A pretty unified world. That's a pretty good world. Yeah. I like this. And that leaves us only with you letting the kind folks listening know where they can find you for various and sundry things. Sure. Uh, You can find me uh, just online and on Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help, Instagram at Jamie Cry Superstar. You can listen to the Bechdel cast, which you will be on. Oh, <laughs> so we've, be the on. conversation continues. The conversation the will chain, continue. Uh, is, is in preschool at this point. But the Bechdel cast comes out every Thursday. And then I just released a limited podcast series called My Year in Mensa. Wonderful. Um, that is out now. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for thank popping over during Sketchfest. Thank I'm you. I'm so is glad so it worked out. Um, and uh, everyone else, I will talk to you next time on the podcast. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.